What does people forward banking mean? At ST, it's more than just serving as your trusted financial partner. It's making people our purpose and wanting to see everyone succeed. Join us for Days of Delight, our feel good, give back, make you smile campaign that will have you saying, This is why ST Bank is my bank. We're even offering you a free financial literacy guide to start your journey to a brighter financial future. So let's celebrate kindness and create some joy. Stop by a local branch or visit stbank.com to see what the excitement is all about. Member FDIC. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mason Rudolph in the gun. He empties the set. Pass over the middle. is caught by Pickens. He's on his way. He's at the 40, the 50, the 45, the 40. Here comes George Pickens all the way for a Pittsburgh Steelers touchdown. 86 yards. <laughs> oh, was that exciting. Oh, was that great. Oh, did I have a good time. Max I hope you had a Christmas like I did. What a great time it was indeed. Family, everything. And let me tell you, as in Thanksgiving, mucho, and I mean mucho, highly prodigious amounts of caloric slaughter were had. Let me tell you. <laughs> I have to say, I think I, I think more so about that, Wolf, that it was, it was just it was fun knowing that we won a game <laughs> and then I could celebrate a holiday, you know, just relaxed. I mean, the way that the Steelers won on Saturday made Monday so much sweeter, did it not? Oh, 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 oh. Indeed it did, my friend. Let me oh. tell you something, huh? Oh. Was that a emphatic great time? As, oh, my God. I mean, as emphatic as, as Billy's delivery on describing that touchdown play, which was the second offensive play of the game. How about that? How about that? Hello, that opening you. drive score. Oh my God! <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> two oh, plays man. to go, eighty-six yards, right? Get yeah, Zooks, and man. Pay dirt. I mean, and pay dirt with, and, and of course, look at also the messenger on that one, the guy who would deliver said touchdown, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, much beleaguered throughout the last month or so. Um, and that young man, it's like we said, it's, it's a process, but man, this is why, this is why, this is why you don't let that, this is why you don't let that guy, you know, just, oh, you've got to punish him without, oh, without yes. any impunity. Um, you know, you have to make an example. Yeah. 195 yards of production would have been lost, Wolf. Oh man, you're not and kidding. I'm not here to. You know, and I'm not here to justify that. I, I'm not here saying I'm going to reward bad behavior. But with a young team and young players on a young team, your consistency as an influence and as a leader matters more than the reprimand, you know? And I think that's something that I hope people start to realize you know, in this journey, it's a journey. It's not, it's not one and done. Absolutely. You have to continually enforce, you know, Wolf, we have kids, Wes, you, you got a little, yep. 
How many times do we have to tell even the oldest of our kids <laughs> the same thing and they still forget? You don't stop loving them. No. Nope. You don't start you don't stop trying to teach them. No. Nope. Right? You just keep at it. And I love that he's kept at it because this is the result when you keep at it. Absolutely. Think about it, Max. What is coaching but instructing, helping, directing young men to achieve their best potential? I, to me, yeah. that's that's what coaching is. That doesn't mean you, every time that there's an infraction, you necess, it necessitates a uh, you know a timeout where you bench him. You you know, hey, there there's there's reasons for benching. There's reasons for pulling a guy off. But if you are in communication with that individual, and that individual is also being instructed, let's say by accountability and peer leadership. And locker room elders, shall we say? Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. you none of us on the outside understand what's going on the inside, and as well it should be. That's the way these things evolve. That's the way these things go. That's the way you see a development like a young man like George Pickens and other guys of his same you know same sort of status throughout the league. Young guys reaching maturity and also producing for their teams, which is what exactly what they need to be doing. This is professional football. This is not college before college had the NIL and everything else, you know, so it's become more like professional football. But this is what it's about when you are the coach and you want to make sure that you're putting your best people on the, on the field and give them the best opportunity to succeed because it's a professional game with professional people. And I understand a lot of, you know, because I come from that era, the 80s, the 90s. You know, when I was late, I remember as a rookie, five minutes late to my offensive line meeting. It wasn't even five minutes. It was like three minutes. But I was out on the field after practice, full pads, because it was a padded practice, full pads and having to run what sprints. What is that? What's that? What is that? Yeah, what is practice. That? What, what is that? <laughs> yeah, but sorry, but, sir, does not compute. That's right. But I was out there. I had to run sprints. You think any of these guys are going to run now today? No, it's a Absolutely different. Not. It's a different generation, and to instruct this different generation, you need to have different approaches. No, you're absolutely right, and I, I think that that was a great summation talking about this because. There are differences in philosophies now than when you played than when I played yes. and, and when I played, um, you know, and so as you evolve, as you adapt, these are some of the concessions. It's not going to look like the game that a lot of us remember. If you've been watching this game for over 10 years, I'd say that's how recent the change is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's within the last five, six, seven years, you've seen significant change and you've seen a shift. But, um, you know, like I said, some, you know, most of this is for the good. It has a purpose, right? It has, it has a meaning to it because guys are more vocal now. And you have to respect 
First Amendment rights, so to speak, almost to a lesser degree, right? You got, you have to respect it. Um, but Let me ask you this. Were you the lawyer in your offensive line meeting room back in the day? Because every room has, like, their quote-unquote lawyer, the guy that can plead their case for them or understand the bigger things. And we used to laughingly refer to that guy as the lawyer, you know, like Tunch. We could we could send Tunch to Chuck and he could he could, you know, try to try to uh, you know, uh, on on our behalf, you know, <laughs> reach out and say things and so forth. That I mean, I was just wondering. Exactly. Do I bow or curtsy, <laughs> Your Honor, sir? Liege. Yes, Liege. Um, yeah, you got to wear uh, a wig like the like in the British Parliament stuff, yeah, you know? Exactly. Yeah, go Parliament. Yeah, House of Lords, of course. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I was not. You know, it was funny. I was not. I was the. I, I was. I was. I was the judge. Uh, oh, well, you got to play judge. Occasions. Okay. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no. I mean, I I, I wouldn't defend it, guys. I, I went to a public defender's office. You know, <laughs> pro bono work. <laughs> Uh, you know, for, for, for my teammates. You got to plead your case, man. You know, you got to have somebody. <laughs> yeah, but I'd rather be the adjudicator. Especially That's with so rookies. Funny. Yeah. Especially with rookies. I know. And we, used yeah. to, we used to have, like, the secret vote. You know, you, you vote them dead for the day. You know, and then, and then you, if you go around the rest of the day, if you voted somebody dead for the day, you go, oh, he's such a good guy. Boy, I miss him. <laughs> Yeah, he man, was standing man. right next to him, you know. Yeah, exactly, man. He he's just su- he was such a great dude, you know. Yeah. I miss his humor. His presence is here for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Practice was, was so much fun with that man. I mean, just... yeah, he was. I mean, he was just the life of the party. God rest his soul. <laughs> oh, those were good times. I miss those yeah. times, man. Oh yeah, uh, no. I mean, it was it was it was more carefree. I mean, and like you said, there was nothing more democratic of a process yes. than airing grievances and bringing thoughts, emotions, ideas, and of course, just <laughs> straight up trash talk. Nothing better <laughs> than your locker. I mean. You got all the feels you need. If you had a problem, you had you have fifty two other big brothers or younger brothers or brothers right. in general that that somebody had gone through the exact same thing. Yeah, there's good chance. Uh, you know, and, and also you know, and it, it might not have been exact, but close enough. And and you know, and the support system that you had at the end of the day, even though it was offense, defense, special teams, right? It was. It was, we can fight all we want in our own yard. Right. But but don't let an outsider come in our no, yard. No, 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 no. That's right. I'm the only one that can give my brother noogies. You <laughs> yeah. are not allowed to give my brother noogies. There you you don't have our last name. And no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> now I got to cut you. You know, you it's go. just like. I I, I I must draw blood in, in defense and honor of my of my family name. <laughs> Those I'm telling you, folks, if you if you, you missed out on a great time. Those the the bonding and brotherhood amongst offensive linemen, which I think oh. is the most dynamic group 
in in the locker room. Obviously, I'm very biased towards that. But the fact is, nobody. I don't think anybody pulls harder for the guy next to them, the guy ahead of them, the guy behind them, than offensive linemen because you're basically a beast of burden. And the only time you ever yeah. really get any noticeability is when things go wrong. <laughs> And that's just very uncomfortable. You don't really want that sort of sort of notoriety, unless you're like you know Alan Fanica, Big Red, that sort of thing. You know, he was just such a great player. But for the most part, for us mortals, you know, that's it's that that toiling in the trenches is uh, limited in exposure and probably should stay that way. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, but we do see some. Fat guy touchdowns, you well, know. More. Every now and then, yeah, yeah. You every do. now and then, you know, we 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 pay off a tease for a guy who ate too much, <laughs> and 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 got relegated to offensive line. He was he wasn't naturally. That wasn't a choice position. That wasn't a, you know right. a li- it was a life decision. How you ended there? How you ended up? How you end up line. here on Skid yeah. Row on the offensive line? Well, I started eating at the. Golden Corral, and before he knew it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, gosh, man, when I got to college, man, I could eat what I wanted. You know, I, oh. had, I had this, I had, I had this access to all this food that my mom did not make, um, <laughs> and that's how I ended up on the offensive line. It's like, it's like, okay, all right. It's like, it's like, you know what, I, you know what I did? I, I, I mixed the chili from the lunchroom with the with this half bag of Doritos I had in my lock, you know, in my locker, and. And then we went and got cheese. I don't know where the cheese came from, but the cheese, oh, you know, man. it was from the concession stand. And, and so we dumped that on top of the chili, which went on top of the Doritos. <laughs> and so now that's that's like my signature dish. So It's like the fat guy special at the Sharky's. Yeah, exactly. So, so now, 50 pounds later, I'm, I'm in here with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it started Freshman off. year. <laughs> just, just a bag of Doritos and a little cheese. Yeah, yeah exactly. Bag of Doritos and a little accoutrements that goes a long way so yes when you abuse food you ended up you end up on the offensive line <laughs> exactly oh we, the I mean, fullback we, we, i could have been yeah exactly it's like if i if i just was a little shorter and you know maybe 20 pounds lighter i could i could have been a fullback I you know i hey, actually i could have been fullback. my little brother Yes, oh. exactly. Now, listen, I actually played fullback my junior year. I got into an argument with my head coach, Harris Winkie, and I said, I'm a fullback. He said, no, you're a guard. I said, I'm a fullback. He said, no, you're a guard. He says, all right, I'll make you a deal. You play fullback until the first time you fumbled, and the next play, the next play, you're lining up at guard. <laughs> well, lo and behold, <laughs> he was true to his yes. word. There's number 34, Craig Wolfley, lining up at guard. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, hey, did, did you have to swipe off? Non-eligible. Non-eligible. This is a non-eligible number. Yeah. Look at me like 74 more so than 34. Exactly. You got to tape that number exactly. on them. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like all of my glory and athleticism was, was left on the field here. The, so I'm now relegated to here. this. Oh, man. oh yeah. man! I, I mean, I played fullback, but it was like jumbo fullback, yeah, the... short yards, and goal line. So there was no chance of me getting the ball. Uh, You're a 21 package all by yourself, buddy. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, all right, it's like, all right, Max. Uh, you're lining up in the backfield. Really? Really in the backfield? I'm sorry. I thought I was going to be a wing in motion again. Uh, thank you. For oh. this. 
Still no chance to be touched the ball. Okay, just check it. I just have listen. I just have to be ready, coach, because <laughs> the way my hands are taped. If I was, I just need to know so I can get the said tape off my hands in a timely fashion. I'm helping you out. Who wants to burn oh, a timeout? That's right. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness, that oh, is my God, such that is great too, memories so great. of, of oh, games yeah. gone by. <laughs> Oh. See what happens when you have a Victory Tuesday. You can yes. talk about these things. You can look fondly upon your past. You yes. Know? And by the way, that reminds me, we do have the Mike Tomlin press conference coming up today following in the locker room. And, of course, that's going to be interesting because of the fact, you know, a lot of people, it's funny, a lot of people are expecting, well, Mike Tomlin to come in and say, well, so-and-so starting. And so I got. I would think that he's going to hold the cards close to the vest here, yeah. buddy, as we proceed getting ready for Seattle. I would. Yeah. Why, why, why am I why am I giving a, you know any 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 spare ammo to my opponent, especially when you know you look at it, it's like, now nah, you guys are trying you guys are trying to play for a playoff spot just like us. Absolutely. I'm not telling you anything, especially with that long. Like, hey, by the time you find out, it will be. What, 90 minutes before game time? <laughs> yeah. Gee, who's, that, who's taking the most snaps under center there in, in warm-ups? Yeah, exactly. I, I I want your guy with his little binoculars, yep. you know, just sitting there like counting one, two, <laughs> three. Okay, one, <laughs> two. two. Okay, back, back, four, <laughs> three. Are they splitting oh. these warm-up reps down the middle? Ah, I, I want to like short circuit. It's like we'll just we'll just wait till ninety minutes before game time. Yeah, there you go. No doubt about it. Yeah. Look, exactly. it's it's something that you got to do. This was such a magnificent performance by Mason Rudolph, and I got to tell you something: for a young man to come out and Mason, I, I call them all young men because I'm an old guy. <laughs> You know, that's yeah. That's you're what just it is. Seasoned wolf, you're yeah. just a seasoned, very well seasoned land mammal. <laughs> but you know, to take all that pressure and to be able to deliver in such a huge way, I, I'm just I'm thrilled for him. I'm thrilled for the fans to have seen that, to witnessed it, for his teammates to have come along for the ride for it, um, for all the the things that uh, have gone on and his career over the six years and, and some of the things he's had to endure that were no fault of his own. I look at that and I just go, good for you, Mason. What a great job of maintaining your professionalism, being uh, such a, you know, a strong, resolute, unbreakable young man that a lot of guys could not have stood up to that, let me tell you. Uh, and then to be able to come through and – perform at the level you did when called upon when it's like you know they you your first shot in a couple years wow i mean just wow so it's my first opportunity to throw some platitudes that way and i throw a bunch of platitudes because that young man deserves it all oh yeah i mean mason mason did 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 his job right oh he did i mean this this is why mike kept him around right um you know, people are like, "Oh my God, you just let him go." Or, blah, blah, blah. now here we go. Now, now here's where, as much as I love this, let's also remember Mason has been a starter and Mason has been bench benched before. Right. Um, but that experience, yep, leads to a greater desperation when you're out there on the field. Greater intensity, right? you betcha. 
there's there's a greater sense of urgency. Yep. There's a greater sense of wanting to go out there and perform because you are a competitor. You get to this level, which is the professional ranks. Oh, yeah. You want to perform. You've shown that you like to be the show pony, you know? <laughs> yep. And when you don't get that opportunity or you get put on the shelf for a week, a month, half a, ha- half a season, an entire season, now you've got two seasons. <laughs> that creates a desire inside of a man. And yep. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I'm trying to remember, you, you didn't, you had a couple of injuries where you kind of missed some time. Oh yeah, I missed some time. But I, I you know, I, I think I probably missed the most between the two of us. I missed 11 months in between. Okay, starts. you got me on that one. No. Yeah. Um, and as a, and listen, I did not spend 769 days on the shelf. Yeah. You know, um, like Mason did, but I mean to go almost a year. Um, and then come back to it, man, I can just tell you from my perspective, I would, I would have ran through a flaming brick wall with gasoline draws on, you know what I'm saying? Uh, to, to play like that's, that's what it, that's what it feels like. So when you see Mason literally jumping up and down exuberant, like he's a pop Warner quarterback that threw his first touchdown ever. And he's pointing in the stands at his parents oh, yeah. because he's so I mean, that's how raw and visceral the emotion is that you are just so frenzied with excitement because I got to do, I get to do what I love. Yep. And I didn't know that this, you know, this was never promised, right? It wasn't saying, Hey, if I, if I, if I agree to come back here, I'm going to get to play. No, no, no. That is, that is, a, that, that is an opportunity that's earned, you know, and an opportunity that comes out of, you know, an unfortunate situation. And you make lemonade out of lemons. And that kid said, I'm going to open a lemonade stand. And that's what he did. He opened a <laughs> lemonade stand Saturday <laughs> afternoon into the evening. And boy, oh boy, it was a heck of a display. That was the best that was best lemonade I tasted in years. <laughs> you got that right, brother. Well, let me tell you something. Stay tuned because we got the king coming up. The king will be in the house, not exactly the house house, but we got him coming in Close next enough. up. Close, Close enough. enough. And then we got labs at 11, too, by the way. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Rob King is up next. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, back inside the locker room here. And we are joined by the illustrious one, (laughs) the royal one. The the man who needs no introduction because once again when the name has a king in it you just you just expect it you know <laughs> and you know our our, our liege de locker room uh, compadre um, is the man himself it is Mr Rob King Rob what's up buddy how are you you know happy holidays 
you know, and of course I have to ask how, 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 how was, how was Christmas day yesterday? Phenomenal. Uh, we got, uh, we got a great gift when my daughter, uh, we did not think my daughter was going to make it home from, she lives in Scotland and there was an issue with the visa she was applying for and we didn't think she was going to make it home. And then, uh, uh, so her flight was supposed to get in a week ago, Thursday. She couldn't make it because of the visa thing. And then suddenly we got good news Monday morning, flew her home. So you talk about, uh, an unexpected oh. and wonderful Christmas. Present. <laughs> uh, that was great. My son's, uh, uh, son is home too. So the four of us, uh, my wife and, uh, our, our, uh, two, um, young adult children were home. It was absolutely wonderful. Um, I, I'm, did Santa Claus make a visit out to you, Max Starks? You know, it's, Santa, Santa came out in force, um, and <laughs> nice. he was nice. He 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 brought merriment. He brought joy. Uh, the calories were oh, <laughs> calories galore. Uh, but yeah. you know, I, but I, I, I and, and you know, and, and my oldest daughter surprised her, her old man with a gift and. I was oh, uh, get out of town. When I tell you she picked the perfect gift for her dad, oh. I mean, it was one of those, you, 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 it's like, it like, I'm not crying, you're crying. I was like, who cut onions? Because <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't believe, you know, I couldn't uh, believe, you know, that she thought about this and that she was like, yep, I remember dad. Oh, it was like one of the, it was man. one of those cute moments. So, no, it was, uh, it, it was, it was, it was a great time. We went and we visited the in-laws down in Tucson. Um, drove down there and then drove back up um, about two hours away. But uh, we had dinner down there, and of course, some of the co- some of Tiff's cousins were were in town from New York and from Ohio. And of course, we got we got to meet uh, got to, got got to meet the little the littlest new addition to to the uh, to the family. Um, little Vihan was there, and mm. he was oh my god, he was he was hilarious. He's two, and that was our first time getting to see him. So yeah, he was he 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 brought an energy and a frenzy in the household that only, you know, only a kid can bring that type of <laughs> type of joy. And and Rob, as you have two adult children, you know, it's you know, it it it, it, it there's there's rituals and there's routines and kids go along. Vihan just made it up and and he just yeah turns upside down like solo cups will never be the same for me. Uh, <laughs> I can say that he walked around with a, the, the these solo cups. And every time he could not get it stacked just right, it was a meltdown, and I loved it. I was like, "Yes, this is this is frustration." And when you get and when you get to about twenty years old, twenty years from now, bud, those solo cups are going to have a different meaning in college. So I just want to let oh, you yeah. know that yeah. in advance. Yeah, different, different things on the inside. And you know, and, yeah. and as Wolf can attest, one of my favorite uh, commercials uh, came out. I don't know, several years ago. A guy puts his uh, puts his daughter in a car seat uh, mm. in the back seat and and uh, gets in and 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 turns around to back out of the driveway and she's like 17 years old and it, yeah. and it does feel like oh. it does feel like life comes at you that fast. Wolf, Wolf, you know with oh. uh, with uh, with kids, uh, you know of, of adult age, it's uh, it's wonderful. It's fast. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, and Wolf, you brought up food. I feel like I ate a like a bowling ball slathered with cream cheese. That's how my stomach feels right now. So, that a boy, yeah. it's uh, way to go. Oh, 
Wow. If you have not yes. had or experienced the meat sweats at any given time, and it doesn't necessarily <laughs> have to be meat yeah. that is giving you the sweats, yeah. uh, then you just yeah. haven't lived. You know, I mean, that's just. You haven't lived life. Nah, yeah, that's, that's life yeah. unfulfilled. There you, you go. Haven't had a I had prime rib sweats rolled? yesterday. Yo, oh. yeah. yeah, I rolled onto my stomach last night to sleep, and my toes didn't hit the mattress. So that's probably, I don't know if <laughs> yeah. that's a good sign with that. <laughs> One of the greatest meat sweats I ever encountered was I was in Cleveland. And it was this was when Max was playing, and Tunch and I we went ended up going to this prime rib joint right right by the hotel, and Tunch kept prodding the, the chef to cut something bigger. I got a hunk of meat. I kid you not, that was like somewhere between sixty and oh. seventy ounces. I kid oh. you not. The chef himself came out and shook my hand. Okay, when I <laughs> I mean this this right out of Great White North, you know what I mean. With the, you know eating yeah. the, the, the that one the huge steak and and so then I go back to the hotel and I'm lay I lay down and I can't I can't breathe <laughs> I'm laying on my back I got the meat sweats I call Tunch up I go we got to go for a walk because I can't sleep right now I'm in a t-shirt jeans it's snowing outside and I walk for an hour and a half <laughs> before I can oh that's okay now I'm good I can go we we're processing it. <laughs> Oh yeah, my at goodness! Some, at some point, and I've been there. I was there last year at Christmas. I had to go out for a walk, but at some point, when you're talking about sixty ounces, you may as well go ahead and convert that to pounds. You <laughs> yeah. know, oh, yeah. you might as well just say, yeah, "Hey, exactly. you know, I had four pounds of meat uh, for dinner today." <laughs> what are yeah. you gonna do? Yeah, the, you know, there's no dancing around that. You know, at, at that point. No, no, no. Um, oh. And and, uh, and I know we're here to talk football. And, and Merry Christmas, you guys. I'm glad you had a wonderful time, but. It feels nicer to be talking about this game, doesn't it, than the last few? There's no question oh, about it. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, Kinger, I have to I have to ask, how was the call, right, the post-game call oh. <laughs> after that game on Saturday? <laughs> you know, a, a, a reminder of why I just, you know, I, Pittsburgh's the greatest place on the planet. I love it. Every I think every caller – started with merry christmas yeah uh yes it was, it was just everyone was in a good mood it was it was uh it was a, a a fun way to call i mean of course the the instant topic is who's going to start a quarterback we won one but who's going to start a quarterback next week um so and and i guess we'll see about that but you know i think for the most part everyone was pleased with uh obviously with the way it went and, and it was hard not to be you know mike mike tomlin talked about you know, having to change things. I don't know what he changed, but when you think about, you know, cleaning up the penalties and the offense looking good and playing the complimentary football that's been lacking, um, really everything just came together and, uh, you know, an impressive victory. And the other thing too, guys, is that after watching, you know, last week, these agonizing, you know, the Bengals pulling a rabbit out of the hat and Cleveland and Houston and all these teams where you're, thinking, geez, if the Steelers could just get a little bit of help, except for the Bills, who pulled out another one. Um, you know, they, they, they pulled out that win on uh, after the Steelers game on Saturday night. It was a pretty good weekend for the Steelers as far as you want to start thinking about the playoffs. I mean, you have to win out, clearly. You have to win out. Um, and that's yeah. not going to be an easy task against Seattle and Baltimore. But suddenly you're thinking, wow, some things finally broke right for the Steelers. So all in all, just to a really good weekend. Absolutely. 
And, Kinger, one of the most phenomenal things that I think about it was, though T. Higgins had a big day, you know, when T. Higgins was covered by Joey Porter on 32 of the 40 pass routes he ran his game, when Porter was Higgins' shadow, T. had one reception, two targets for 15 yards. Are you kidding me? This kid is – Yeah. I mean, this kid is exceeding I, – I don't know about you, but he's exceeding all expectations that I had. I thought highly of him coming out. I, You know, I, I didn't know that much about him like a lot of the draft nicks you guys do. But, you know – you you know the 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 heritage. You know his resume. You know you know his dad. We all know that. So you you figure this guy's a fierce competitor. But by golly, what he's done in the short time he's been a starter, I've been so impressed with this kid. Yeah, I think um, you know both of the Steelers' first round picks, um, Joey Porter Jr. More I think right now, but Broderick Jones. I mean the talent really has you i mean not you know he's performed yes. and then you see the talent level and you think there's some growth there um you know guys like that uh but just to concentrate on joey porter jr guys like joey porter jr the way he's performing they go in the top 10 of the draft they don't go where the steelers got them right if you could you know they every once in a while you know somebody will do some retrospective on hey, let's redo the 2018 draft, and where would you take somebody? You know, And you always see all those drafts. Well, you know, <laughs> T.J. Watt certainly would have gone a lot higher in his draft class and so on <laughs> and so forth. But, but I think Joey Porter Jr. is one of those guys right now that if you're, you know, if you're in the league and you're thinking, boy, a shutdown corner, those guys are usually top ten picks. I mean, those guys go off the board quickly. And he looks like he is that kind of a guy. I mean, yes. he has been so, so impressive. And, you know, when you think about around the football field, you know, what positions do you do you really want? Well, you know, you want a left tackle. Well, maybe they got one. Uh, you want a quarterback. Obviously, we know that. You want a number one receiver. You want a pass rusher. You want a shutdown corner. And then you can kind of maybe fill in around that. It's not the only way to win. But those are guys that are usually at premier positions that can have a huge trickle-down effect on the rest of your roster and are cornerstones frequently, not you know exclusively, but frequently cornerstones to championship-caliber teams. So to get a guy like that where you got him and then to think you might have got two of them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You might have got that big-time tackle you need and that shutdown corner in the same draft, that's – that's pretty exciting. No, it, it is it is ecstatic, you know. And, and this this is kind of you know one of the things where I, I know for a lot of positions, like oh, you got to hold your breath, and oh my god, they got a lot of penalties. But I mean, th- this is what winning looks like in a draft because it is a crapshoot at best, and w- you know you see more busts than you see successes. So when you get a couple of successes in one draft that's immediately paying you dividends um, in their rookie year, it's like, oh, my gosh. And then, and then of course, when you get the long-term delivery, like you said, like with a T.J. Watt, um, mm. you just got to relish those moments, right? I mean, that's when you look at the personnel department and you say, hey, good job, gold star, guys. Gold yeah. star. And – and I have to say, for our personnel department, our scouting department, those guys, uh, you know, Andy Weidel, Casey, 
uh, Sadowski, Sheldon White. I mean, you know, the job. list goes on and on. I mean, I mean, Bronson. I mean, there, there's, there, you know, Dan Rooney. I mean, there's just, there's not enough kudos to go around for how they've had to flex around, especially when you think of the rash of injuries that we've had this year. And yeah. getting guys in, you know, having a short list ready that's that's competent. Because let's face it, some places, and and, and you know, I'm not going to name names specifically, but think about you could be in the place like a lot of uh, like a couple of other teams, um, you know, with the amount of injuries that you had and how the season could go in a different direction really quickly. And those guys have just done a great job. Omar Khan has a great crew there, and and, and they, are, they 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 have been humming, uh, especially when you're trying to replace guys in the middle of the field. Uh, you know, think about this: to get an Eric Rowe at what two weeks ago, maybe at most, we got him, and the dude gets in the game and yeah, already yeah. contributes in his first action. You know, with an inter- with a big play interception. I mean. Man, hats up. Miles Jack, think about this. The disavowed from yeah. a year ago. Like, like to, for him to come in and step in when we lose in the landing and play the way that he did, I mean, it's just you can't help but 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 be happy with that crew. And then also, let's not forget, you have a lot of rookie involvement, a lot of rookies playing yep. on the field. And so, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's it's just it, it, is, it is it is a special thing to see. Doesn't happen. Well, I, I think you bring up. You bring up a great point. And by the way, Wolf, uh, my, my, with the victory and then, you know, everything going great, a small act, random act of kindness by Max Starks. So I, I, the, the, um, you know, the final playbook that arrives, right, with all the statistics and the play-by-play and everything you need right. to help me guide you through a show. Um, there was only one in the press box, and it was Max's. And I was like, oh, I, I better go look for another one. Max said, Take mine. I'll go find another one. Uh, Small act of kindness. There you go. A, isn't that a wonderful <laughs> act of kindness by Max Starks? He didn't have to do that. That's Maximilian. There you go. That was good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Saved, that, me, yeah, uh, teamwork. he saved me some steps there. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, great. Teamwork but, makes know, the dream work. Now, so it, 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 it does, and I'm looking at my Max Starks delivered game notes here. And, um, you know, your top three guys in tackles, Michael Walker, Eric Rowe, Miles Jack. None of them on the team. It's one thing to do, you know, at the beginning of the year. It's one thing to do your your scouting throughout the course of the season in the off season. Who are we going to sign? Who are we going to draft? All this other stuff. But, you know, I think a lot of this work is, you know, this this finding guys in the middle of the season. I mean, how many receivers or offensive linemen or quarterbacks that they scouted that they're never going to sign? You know, right, and, right. To, and to do this work, and this is why you do the work, and you do this work, and it comes to fruition. And your top three tacklers, you know, Miles Jack was playing video games a couple of weeks ago. Eric Rowe, you got him off another practice squad. Michael Walker, uh, it's um, you're right, Max. Kudos, not just to the rookie class, and we can all we can we talk about Benton and Herbig and all the other guys that are in this class that have, that have looked so impressive, but. You know, the, the job the scouting department has done in the middle of the season. I mean, who would have thought you'd have been down to your fourth and fifth, fourth and fifth inside linebackers at this point of the season? And Eric Rowe, your fourth safety yeah. at this point of the season. Um, and, and, to, and to win and have the, the, you know, capability now to, 
potentially get into the playoffs, um, you know, you hats off to that scouting department because I'm not sure you go out and win a game like that if you don't have players like that. No, no, you you don't, and and it is truly, you know, especially in the spirit of of Christmas, you know, throwing throwing some love on those guys. I think it constantly get you know it often gets overlooked because this isn't a college roster, and you don't have a hundred guys at your disposal. You know, you have fifty three, and when you're talking about having to fill twenty four positions, ain't a lot of depth there. So for them to do this and to do it on short notice. A lot of times and get guys in, screen guys, vet them, work them out, get them signed. I mean, it's it's a Herculean task um, in and of itself. Uh, yeah, King, I love this time always, every time we get you, it's always a bonus when we get you on a day that's not Monday. But the only problem is I, we, we have to make sure we got time for Bob Labriola uh, to come on the show as well. So we're going to step Understood. aside. King, as, as always, we love it and uh, can't wait to uh to talk to you again next monday hopefully under similar circumstances um it's gonna be on new year's day though it's gonna be funny uh <laughs> next time we talk uh but uh or maybe january 2nd i don't know yeah i, I was know gonna say uh no show probably new january year's day, day. all right i mean okay come, good uh, good just come on come on that that makes my life a little bit easier because i have a bowl <laughs> game on I, I i'm working on that day and I got the Fiesta Bowl, so it would have been You're just awkward. Too busy for your own self, Max. We can do this same same thing. We can do a Tuesday uh, rework <laughs> for for the Kinger next week as well, too. If you want to go right. ahead and book it, the ki- the King and Work Labs d- dynamic duo. Oh, I love la, it. All right. Oh, All right. La. King in the castle. King in the castle. There we go. Have a chair. I have a chair. That's right. That's oh, right. Go do this. King in the castle. There we go. A little Borat. A little Borat the day after Christmas. I mean, nothing better than that. Uh, all right, Rob. We appreciate it. He is the king, and that's right. King of the castle when he comes in the locker room. He holds court every time, every week on this show. Monday or Tuesdays. It doesn't matter. The king's coming in. Whenever the king decides he wants to come in, he'll be there. All right. Well, we appreciate it. We're going to step aside. We'll be back with more here in the locker room, ESPN SNR Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of the beautiful unsung moments of that night, that very special play, uh, time, you know, by Mason. One of the great things about that was watching a man keep his word. Now you say, what are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about Jalen Warren, who when he was questioned about George's non-block, he said, I'd have blocked for George. Well, he proved to be a man of his word. Max, I give you the the Jalen Warren Pratt splat on Jermaine Pratt, the linebacker, on Calvin Austin's touchdown run. Boy, was that terrific or what? Oh, man. And, and listen, well, I was right there on the sidelines. Yeah. Like parallel with the goal line. And I'm watching the play converge in my direction. And you just see, you know, pretty much number 30, hair on fire, sprinting to the outside. You see, you see a defender. I wasn't, you know, I didn't know it was Jermaine Pratt until after 
the play was over because I just assumed it was some little DB that, that had no business being out there. <laughs> I did not realize it was, it was it was a grown inside linebacker that got absolutely ragdolled by the guy who might be smaller in stature, but he's Mighty Mouse to us, uh, Jalen Warren. Little Quadzilla there came yeah. through just 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 a just a rum 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 boom. I mean, it was it was like it was like he hit Jermaine Pratt with a stick of dynamite, oh. right? And said, "Here, hold this for me." Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's just all my force. By the way, you're going to go to the ground. <laughs> it was it was a beautiful demolition. Um, that you know when you when you think like you said when you think about what transpired during the week, comments that were made. Talk about like you said, delivering on your promise. I would have I would have blocked for said wide receiver. Yeah. Oh, oh, can't block for him. I'll find another receiver. And he said, and and what was left? Mass devastation afterwards. That just imagine. Can you imagine Wolf watching film? If you're oh. the opponent. I mean, it was. Hey, trust, it wasn't quite. Oh, yeah. T- now, tell oh. real quick because we only got him up. But Max, you know the feeling. We've both had our share of bad plays on tape. Okay. Oh Where man. You're getting run over. I'm something like that. I've had. You know. You, you just cringe. You cringe. And I'm telling you today, Jermaine Pratt is sitting there going, "I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. Please, you know, just cover your eyes. I don't want to see this." Yeah. While probably sitting on a donut, because definitely bones got shifted in the hip region. Uh, from from you, you don't land on your keister that hard, and nothing nothing goes wrong. Uh, Let me tell you, we got to take a break because we got the great Bob Labriol coming up. But you know, you could not describe it better or paint a better picture than Jermaine oh. Pratt sitting on a donut today because his hip bones have moved. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Hey, we'll be back with more Bob Labriola coming up. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. What does people forward banking mean? At ST, it's more than just serving as your trusted financial partner. It's making people our purpose and wanting to see everyone succeed. Join us for Days of Delight, our feel good, give back, make you smile campaign that will have you saying, This is why ST Bank is my bank. We're even offering you a free financial literacy guide to start your journey to a brighter financial future. So let's celebrate kindness and create some joy. Stop by a local branch or visit stbank.com to see what the excitement is all about. Member FDIC. 